Hey there, welcome to the Deliver On Your Business podcast, where you are the boss. I'm Ron from EntreeCourier.com. Entree is from entrepreneur, for somebody who is in business for themselves. And here's the deal, folks. If you're an independent contractor, you are operating a business, ready or not. So that makes you an Entree Courier. Welcome to the club. This podcast is here to help you think like a business owner and to thrive in your business. So let's get started, shall we? Well, hey there, Courier Nation. It is the next to the last day on our 31-day Courier MBA series, where we've been going over mastering your business attitude. And with what we're talking about today, well, I think it really does take a a business attitude to pull this off. We're going to talk about stuff that's hard to do, but here's the thing. You're running a business, and you have a responsibility to your employee, and when you are self-employed, that employee is you. And today, we're going to get into taking care of your employee when it comes to payday. Now, Deliver on Your Business is a weekly podcast. I know it doesn't seem that way because we kicked off with a 31-day blitz to do this Courier MBA series, but we will have our closing episode for the series tomorrow, and then we're going to take the rest of the week off. And next week, we kick off the regular weekly episodes, which we will be putting out on Fridays. So let me know anything that you'd like to have covered in the podcast, any ideas for interviews, discussions, tips and tricks things like that. You know, let me know some things that you would like to have talked about in the Deliver on Your Business podcast. You can email me at ron at entrecourier.com or you can go to our contact page at deliveronyourbusiness.com and uh, click on the microphone there and you can actually send a voicemail and you could even have your voicemail included in the podcast if you wanted. So Courier Nation, we are already at episode 30 out of our 31-day Courier MBA series. Hard to believe already, right? Now, if you want to see a business owner get into a lot of trouble real fast, be there if they miss payroll. It's not a pretty thing. Folks, one of the greatest responsibilities, maybe the greatest responsibility that a business owner has is to make sure that their employees are taken care of, especially when it comes to payday. It's a sacred trust, and that trust includes not just the paycheck, but also the benefits, the taxes, all of the things that are part of the compensation package. That responsibility is just as great for the business owner who is an independent contractor working in the gig economy. The only difference is, since you are self-employed, well, your employee just happens to be you. I think one of the best ways that you can make sure that you're taking care of that employee is to get into more of a paycheck process instead of spending the money that you get from Grubhub or Uber Eats or DoorDash or any of those as that money comes in. See, I think that's kind of a problem when we're independent contractors because we get the money coming into our account and we treat it like a paycheck, even though it's not a paycheck. And when you're running a business, the money you're making is not the money that you're getting from each of these companies. It's the money that is left over after everything else. And it's easy to forget that. And and here's the thing is, I think it's also easy to forget kind of what that would be if you were an employee, because you wouldn't stand for it if your employee wasn't, if your employer wasn't taking care of business when it comes to your paycheck. 
We wouldn't stand for it if they didn't make payroll. We would be up in arms if our insurance wasn't covered or if our taxes weren't submitted and we're left hanging because of that. That's a huge responsibility for an employer. And you shouldn't be giving your boss a break if any of that happens. And you shouldn't be giving your boss a break when that happens, even when that boss happens to be you. If you really want to develop a business owner mindset, this is the kind of thing where the rubber really meets the road. How you handle the money that comes in and how you handle what your true pay is, is the kind of thing that can really separate you know, the, the adults from the children. This is the thing that says you're really taking care of business. So one thing to think about is that you know, the best practice really for handling your work as a business is to keep your personal and your business finances separate. So I'd really recommend that you get a separate account. Have your money deposited somewhere where you can't touch it. Have it deposited somewhere that isn't like your main checking account or anything like that. Give yourself a paycheck then. Go through this process. And we'll walk through that a little bit. Because if you can get yourself into a system of giving yourself a paycheck, instead of spending the money as it comes in, you set yourself up for better success. And you may have heard me say this before. But I really recommend you get away from the daily pay that is offered on some of these platforms. I see a lot of people who they choose where they're going to deliver based on whether or not that platform offers a daily payment option. And I mean, I can understand it because I've been there enough times where you just need to have that money right away. And just to have that access, you know, that that can be a huge thing. But it when you're running a business, that's a problem. It's a real problem because what that's doing is that's blurring the lines between your personal money and your business money. And it, if you're not developing the discipline to wean away from that daily pay feature, if you're not developing the discipline to get away from getting away from spending that money as soon as it's coming in, you will never be in a position to take care of the major repairs that are inevitable when you put the kind of miles on that we've got to put on our vehicles. And you're going to be in a really up a creek when tax day comes around. So get away from that daily pay. And what I really encourage you to do is get yourself into a paycheck process. If you can develop a paycheck routine with your money, instead of spending it as it comes in, it does two things for you. First, it gives you a real picture of what you're really making. Sometimes you don't have that kind of a picture without actually having an actual number associated with it. And the second thing is, it makes sure that those necessary things are taken care of. It protects you from those future surprises. I'll give you a little bit of an idea of how I handle things, and obviously you can make tweaks based on what works for you. Uh, the process that I use, I find that it works best if your bank can allow you to have multiple different accounts that make it easy for you to transfer from one to another. It just makes it a little bit easier. There's a few steps to it. The first step is going to be have a way to have your money come to you in a place that you can't touch it yet. Um, probably the best practice is to get a business account. Um, if nothing else, you know, get a, a separate account within your banking account that it goes into that isn't your primary checking. Have it somewhere where you can't touch it until you do something with it. Now, some banks will let you set up a, a business account even as a DBA. Uh, I think it varies based on different states and things like that, what you can do or what the rules are around it. Or you can set up a sub-account. That's what we do is we've got a sub-account within our main bank account 
that can work as a checking account, and that gives the ability to do some different things like that. But the main thing is put it so that you cannot and will not touch a penny until the payday that you designate. I know that can be hard, but you want to develop that discipline. You want to handle your money on a weekly basis. If you get to a monthly basis, that's even better, but at least on a weekly basis. And take care of the things that need to be taken care of before you personally can spend a penny of it. Your second step is that when all of your deposits for the week have come in, you know, set yourself a payday. For me, I set it as Thursday. Um, that's because that's the day that the last of my deposits come in for the week. When payday comes, that's when you pull aside all the money that you got to take out. This is when you're taking all the deductions out like you would do with a paycheck. In episode 28 on the podcast and, and in the associated article that we put out on Sunday, we talked about giving yourself benefits. And this is where you take money out for those benefits. This is the time that you're doing this. This is the time you're taking out for taxes. You're setting aside money for all these different things that would be part of what you had if you had a regular job. It's all the things that are necessities for you, too. So here's a few things that you want to keep in mind that you might think about saving money for. Your payroll taxes, that's a must. That is an absolute must. Your vehicle expenses, also an absolute must. Other expenses uh, beyond your vehicle, and that's something else to think about. Paid time off. Now, in my mind, that is a must. You've got to give yourself some time off. Insurance and retirement. So those are a few of the things that you want to think about. And let's talk about some of those in a little more detail. Now, in episode 28, we do talk a little bit more about benefits. And if you want to go to episode 20, we go into a little more detail on protecting yourself from being blindsided by things like your taxes and your expenses. Now, personally, I've got four different accounts that I put money into. I've got taxes, I've got expenses, I have paid time off, and I have retirement. And so for each week, I am taking money out based on what I've made or whatever, and putting it into each of those different accounts. And I do that before we can touch a penny of what we've made. So let's talk about some of those areas. How about payroll taxes? Folks, I really encourage you to get to episode 21. Understand what your taxes are as an independent contractor. You've got to get to know that. The other thing that I really insist that you do is Unless you already have a real, real good understanding of how taxes work, get with a tax pro. Have somebody help you figure out what you're going to need to set aside. Folks, you do not want to neglect this. You do not in any way, shape, or form neglect this. Now, if this is a side hustle, you might not have to take as much out. If this is your primary income, you might have to take a lot more out. But like I said, a tax pro will help you figure out what you need to take out. I'm not going to try and advise you on what what to do. I'll tell you what I do. And um, what I do is every week I do a calculation of what my taxable profit would be. And the way that I do that is I take 58 cents a mile against every mile that I drove for business. And I take that away from all of the money that came in from all the different platforms that I work for or that I do deliveries for. So, for example, if you make $1,000 and you drove 1,000 miles, 
you know, first thing you're doing is you're calculating that 58 cents a mile against those thousand miles. That's $580 in taxable expense. And you deduct that from the money that you brought in. And so basically that leaves $420 as taxable income. And then what I do is I take 20% of that. And that's what I put into my tax account. So in this example, it's $84. Uh, now, if I'm driving a thousand miles to make a thousand dollars, I'm I'm feeling personally like okay, I've got to make some changes because that's way too many miles. But that's a diff- different issue altogether. Here's the deal, folks: is you got to spend, you got to pay at least fifteen percent of your profit on self-employment tax alone, and you don't get any deductions for that. Your self-employment tax is not like income tax, where you can take a whole lot of different things off. It is paid strictly on what is left over after your business expenses, and and you're paying every dollar on that. So take 15% of your taxable profit, and then um, for me, I do like an extra 5%. That's how I came up with my 20%, uh, and that's kind of to cover my income tax because there's a lot of things that will come off of your income tax, and you just got to decide which works the best for you. But like I said, go back to episode 21. Do some digging around, do some reading, Google it, all those things. Get to know how the taxes work. But more than anything, get with a good tax pro and and have them help you figure out what to set aside. But you've got to take this out, put it into a tax savings account, and uh, do it before you can touch a penny of anything that you've earned. The second thing that is so critically important is to set money aside for your vehicle expenses. Now, folks, what you need to do is you need to really understand what the true cost of your vehicle is. In episode 18, we walk through that in a little more detail. You'll be surprised what it actually costs. Uh, I think at the very, very minimum, it's going to cost you 25 cents a mile. And that is, I think that's rare. You're going to be at least 30, probably in the 30 to 50 cent a mile range. But you need to understand what does your car cost you per mile? And that's covering everything. That's covering your insurance. That's covering your depreciation, how much value you're losing because of the miles you put on. That's everything. So go back to episode 18, listen through that and calculate that amount. Now, each week, what you do is you add up or you you take however many miles you drove for business, multiply that against your cost per minute, or I'm sorry, cost per mile. Put that aside into an expense savings account. You've got to do this because that keeps you from being blindsided when there are huge expenses that come up, and they will come up because of the kind of miles that we put into it. And it also gives you protection because when you sell your car or trade it in or whatever, you're going to get a lot less money for it because of the miles you put into it. Well, you've made up for that by keeping that saved aside. So, Keep that money set aside for your expenses. Take that out before you can spend it because you will need that money. If you don't need it now, you might need it several months, maybe even a couple of years from now. But you will end up having that is going to be an expense that is going to hit you that's based on your miles. Now, you can determine whether or not you want to try and do some savings on other things. I think the main thing is in in the work that we do, once you get past gas, there's really not much left. You know, everything else is really small. I mean, your cell phone is going to be your next biggest expense. And so you might go ahead and take, you know, a fourth of your cell phone bill from each month and put that aside into your expense account. 
Um, that's just a, another way to protect yourself. The third thing that I think is really important is going to be paid time off. Now, this one I think is really overlooked, but this is, I, I, I invite you to go back to episode 28. Again, I think I've mentioned this already, but we talk about benefits, and this is a big one that I think you want to give yourself. You want to give yourself some time off, and you want to do it so that you're not scrambling to try and make up for that lost money, you know, within the week right before or right afterwards. It's better to make up for that over the whole year than to make up for it over a day or a week or whatever. Give yourself some vacation time. Give yourself some sick days. Here's something that I think you can think about as a way to maybe figure out what to set aside. And it's actually kind of surprising how little that you've got to do each week. But I really recommend that you do this. First thing you want to do is ask yourself some questions. You know, what's your normal take-home pay? And in other words, what is left over after your taxes and your expenses? So, you know, kind of go through those first two steps that I talked about and talking about your, your taxes and your expenses. What's the amount of money that's left over after you do those things? Now, how much paid time off are you going to give your employee or to give yourself? Now, personally, I give myself three weeks. That's what I calculate. You know, a couple of weeks for vacation and another week just for some personal days off. Now, the third thing that you're asking is how many weeks do you have left to save all of that money? And so, like, if you're doing three weeks vacation, there's 52 weeks in the year. That gives you 49 weeks. Once you've asked all those things, then you can do your calculation. Figure out what you need to save. You take your take-home that you just uh, figured out there just above and take that times the number of weeks of vacation or time off that you're giving yourself. So let's say your take-home is $600 and you're giving yourselves three weeks of paid time off. That's $1,800 that you need to save. Now, you divide that $1,800 by the number of weeks that you've got to save it. So if you did 49 weeks as your number, that puts you at right about $37 a week that you're setting aside. Like I said, that's not a whole lot. And it's a small amount if you're doing it every week. But that gives you a little more freedom than when you do need some time off. So I really recommend figure out a way to give yourself some paid time off and set up an account for doing that. You may want to set up an account for insurance and take money out for insurance. You know, if you've got to pay for your own health insurance because you're self-employed, um, you may end up just deciding, okay, if, you know, whatever your health insurance amount is, divide that by four and set that aside each week. And that way you've got it covered when you go to make that payment. Now, your health insurance, I don't know, you know what? That's kind of a gray area because it's not really as much of a business expense. It's more of a personal expense. But I think the reason that I throw that in there is that when you do this as part of your paycheck process, it gives you something that is more of a true comparison to a paycheck if you're working a job that pays health insurance benefits. You see what I mean? It gives you more of a reality check, really, if you're doing that. The other thing that you can think about uh, is something that I only started more recently, and that's going to be retirement. Uh, set up a side, set up an amount that you're going to take out every week and uh, put that aside, and then just whatever your process is for putting that into an IRA, 
you know, this is a great topic for your tax pro to figure out maybe the best ways to do that or with a financial planner to figure out how much. But that is another account that you could set up and put your money into to do that. So now that you've taken all of your money out for all of your benefits and your taxes and all your expenses, now is the time for step three, which is to give yourself a paycheck. Once you've set all that money aside, you've determined what, you know, you've pulled that aside, you've saved it. It's the money that is left over that you now transfer over to your checking. This is your take-home pay. This is basically the same thing as the paycheck you get on a job. And you're probably looking at that and saying, there's not a lot of money left. There's a reality check when you do it this way. It tells you what you're really making or what you're really not making. And this could be a huge wake-up call for you that helps you decide whether or not, you know, it, it may make you say, okay, I've got to really step up my game here and make a little bit more. Or it may make you say, yeah, maybe this independent contractor thing really isn't what it's cracked up to be. And I think for some people it's going to be, you know, uh, it, it's going to be that way for a lot of different people. That's okay. But it's better for you to know that now than it is to keep doing this and doing this. And then all of a sudden you get hit by a big tax bill and a, a huge car repair bill and not have anything to cover it. So step four then is it's what you do with all the money that's left over. Once you put all that money aside, you only take it out of those accounts when there is an actual expenditure from that category. You know, whether or not you do it from, you transfer it, you move it over to your business account and then you make the payments from the business account or you can transfer it to your checking as a reimbursement for those expenses or before you pay out of that on those expenses, whichever way works best for you, however you're set up. But here's the thing is, it's kind of like when you buy gas, you know, now you can move the money out of your expense account, your, your expense savings to cover that gas purchase. When you have maintenance on your car, when you have the big repair on your car, you can move that money out of what you've saved. When you have a tax deposit to make every quarter, move it out of your tax account. Or when it's tax time, you pay it out of your tax account there. You move that over. And that's the only time you take it out is when you've got something that you actually have to pay that is actually part of that. Now, one thing I would tell you to do is do not take your car payment out of that expense fund. Now, unless in part of your calculation, you included the full car payment into that per mile calculation, it's really not technically, the principle at least is not, the interest can be, that's starting to get a little involved there, but it's really not an expense. So I would say do not take that car payment out unless you have already calculated that car payment into what your cost is per mile. Now, here's the thing, folks. If you are not used to doing this, it is going to be hard. This is not going to be easy. This is going to be really hard if you're used to doing the daily pay. You're just not used to doing that because you're used to thinking of that money that comes in as your pay. And there is so much less of that money that is actually your pay than what you realize. But what this does do is it makes sure that you have what you need when you need it. Now, some of these things, I mean, there are things that you're definitely going to need that money. You are going to need that tax money. You've got to set that aside. You're going to need that expense money for your car. Uh, 
someday you are going to need it. And like I said, a lot of those expenses in your car are kind of delayed, but they are very real. So you want to have that money set aside so that you're ready when it happens. At some point, you're going to replace that car. And, and it's really good to have that money that you set aside for your depreciation to cover how much money you lost on that car because of the miles that you put on it. It's, it's all those kinds of things that you want to be ready for. Now, it's easy to look at that, not, at that paid time off as maybe not as much of a necessity. And, you know, I'm not sure which way to say on that. I, but here's the thing that I guess I would ask you on that is, would you put up with an employer that doesn't let you take time off? Because if you're not doing something to give yourself time off, you're being that employer. You know, why would you let yourself be that boss? Here's the thing, though, is you really got to start thinking this way. And and then you've got to look at what's left over and just say, okay, is it uh, is it enough? If you can't cut it on what's left over, look at that as your wake-up call about what you're making. And it may be time to look at episode 22 where we talked about, you know, is there a point when the business model is not sustainable, you know, and what do you do? You either earn more or you you uh, you find a way to increase your earnings while you do this or you find something else that does what this one doesn't do for you. But I'd really, really encourage you, do not take shortcuts on this, especially, you know, if it's not enough, don't go back and dip into what you set aside because the reality is you do need that money. You will need that money. And it is much better to be a little bit short this week because you put that money aside than to be up a creek without a paddle when those huge expenses come and you haven't done anything about it. Which one is it going to be for you? Folks, that's going to wrap it up for today's episode. And tomorrow, we are on the final episode of our 31-Day Courier MBA series. Can you believe it's already gone this quick? Maybe you haven't been listening enough to really feel it like I have, but it's like, it's been just like in no time. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about providing your employee, you, some personal and professional development. And so I look forward to talking with you again. But in the meantime, I invite you to come on over to deliveronyourbusiness.com, where you can get a semi-transcript of our episodes we put up a blog post each week. It's not necessarily, or I mean, a blog post with each episode. It is not necessarily word for word, but it is something that you can read if that's what you prefer over listening. You can comment on the episodes, and I would love your feedback. You can click on the blog page there, and that'll take you through a lot of our posts that we put up that are not tied into the podcast. And in the meantime, I ask you for a favor. Now, only do this if you find that there's anything that we're doing that is helpful. If the information, the advice, the tips that you find in the podcast or on the blog help you or you think they would help anybody else, could you spread the word about Deliver on Your Business, the podcast, or on EntreCourier.com, our website? Share us on social media. Leave a review on uh, iTunes or Stitcher or any of those places like that because all of that stuff helps us get found and if more people can find us, we can help more people to deliver on their business. Finally, folks, one last thing that I ask you, go take control of your life, take control of your work, be a great employer, and go and be the boss. Yeah.